It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Dominic in Alabama, who is the best team in the NFL? I'm going to go with the 2-0 Atlanta Dirty Birds, baby. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Have, you ever seen, have you ever seen a Falcon eat a lion? Well, you finna see it this Sunday, baby. <laughs> you finna see it for the first time. That be John Robinson coming out the backfield. Wow. He gets it. He's only a rookie. Tell him, Defense me. has improved. We finna shock the world, baby. Oh, oh. <laughs> I have given my throat as much lubrication as possible. Pause. <laughs> Welcome to the best show on your radio. I love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry with the fool known as Harry Dogs. I'm the bigger fool known as Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. Always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. I'm glad that Sam Acho, ESPN football analyst, was in to hear all of this so he knows exactly what he's about to get into for the next 15 to and 20 I'm seeing minutes. Harry, I'm seeing Harry just, I don't know if that's called Dan. I don't know what's happening over there, but it's something. <laughs> Movements. You know, are you are you twerking? What is happening over there? No, I'm not twerking. I'm just saying, man. We don't, need, we don't need to have that for the nation, Sam. We don't need to but have Sam that already, visual. Sam already know how crazy I am. Me and Sam have done a lot of shows together previously, so we already know. By the way, for those uninitiated, both of you guys play in the NFL. Do you guys ever play against each other? I don't know if we played against each other, man. Because I my my what was your first year? My first year was 2008. So mine was 2011, and okay. I was in Arizona for four years. I don't know if we played. When you were in Atlanta, we didn't really. Okay. No, I, I, think, think, I think we did because I think we came We came out to Arizona. What year? Um, Man, I think it was 13. We, we oh, in 13. You, okay. Because remember, Roddy and Julio was hurt. Yes. Okay. And that's the that, year I had to be the number one. Okay, that could be right because uh, like, you said there, I had to be number one. Oh, yeah, Roddy, like, you, you just know, throw it in there. Shocking. Yeah, throw it in a shocking. Shocking. Right? Right? Hey, so hey, I, I broke my leg. Had to let the people know. Well, I, I broke my leg that year. Okay. So I. So if we did play you all, I wouldn't have remembered because week three we were playing uh, the Saints. And I, you know, I just sack, you know, sack Drew Brees. You know, throw those, throw some stuff there. I mean, your right. number one receiver, sack Drew Brees. And, boy, Sam, if Harry's going to get his shine on, you get yours. Turns. Got to. Um, and that's actually when my TV, if funny enough, and we, yeah. I know we're not going there, but like that's when my TV career started because I actually broke my leg. Okay. I was out for the season. I wrote a blog post called From Field to Fan because it was the weirdest thing. Anybody who's played sports and has been injured understands this feeling. I was, I, I had taken my, you know, you get ready for a game, you get suited up and shoulder pads and, you know, mm-hmm. get your helmet on, your cleats on. It's like you're in a mode. And this was like third quarter, and we were in the Superdome, you know, playing in the stadium, and I'd taken my cleat off because they needed to do an x-ray. I remember they did the x-ray. They said, hey, you know, it doesn't look good. We'll let you know. Do you want to go back to the field? Do you want to go to the locker room? And I'm like, man, let me be out there with, with my dudes. And so I had, like, the crutches, and I'm looking in the tunnel, and I see Drew Brees – at quarterback, and I see all my teammates, like, on defense. Mm-hmm. And it was this really weird paradigm shift. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's that's Drew Brees. And I was like, oh, that's that's Patrick Peterson, right? Me and Pat Keith right. came out here. Oh, that's, you know, Rashad, all my guys. And I'm like, it was this weird thing of, like, oh, I'm not – I can't do that anymore. Wow. And so I, it was just, just this deal of, like, from field to fan, wrote a blog post and shared it with a local station because what happens – and Harry knows – yeah, anybody knows sports, play sports – 
when you get injured, the ship sets sail. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you're injured, it's like, hey, you know, move. Even when you're in high school, college, like, mm-hmm. boom, somebody gets hurt, move the practice 15 yards down so we can move on. And so, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to disappear. So I reached out to the station. I was like, Channel 12 or something like that. Yeah, Channel 12 or uh, EVB Live was a show. I was like, hey, my name is Sam Macho. I'm the starting outside linebacker for the Arizona Cardinals. I just broke my leg. And when people get injured, most oftentimes they disappear. Athletes. I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be in the community. I'm going to be at homeless shelters, hanging out with, with at schools with kids with autism. I'm going to be, wow. you know, doing all the, and, and let me know if you want to bring a camera. And they said, yes. Wow. And really? so, yeah. And so it turned into this segment called Sam in the city. It was like a five minute segment. Every Tuesday I would do my rehab, but it wasn't just like the homeless shelters, hospitals. We'd also go to like, cause athletes never get a chance to see their city. Mm-hmm. So we would actually go to different things like the Barrett Jackson car show or the waste management Phoenix open or all these things. So like that began really? this thing. Right. And so like, and that's even when I'm not writing, like, so I, like my, my most recent book just came out called change starts with you. But like my, my other book came out called let the world see you, but it came was birthed out of this thing of like, Oh, when, when, when the thing that I thought was me football, is taken away, this other thing comes out, right? That's the human capital piece, mm-hmm. right? So whether you're a football player, ESPN, a mom, dad, like we have different, like you think about human capital, right? It's like your physical capital as an athlete, uh-huh. your intellectual capital using your brain, but also your social capital using who you know. Mm-hmm. And so like I got a chance to be sidelined, right? Notice got a chance to be sidelined physically, but intellectually, right? I went back and got my MBA, right? From the Thunderbird School of Goal Management. Intellectually, socially, right? I'm connecting with people. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of builds your, your net worth, right? Some people know, you know, I'll share this later. But long story short, like that's when my writing career, if you will, began. And also my TV career, because that was this five-minute segment. amazing. Fast but forward. I, I want to yeah. stay right there, though, Sam. Me too. Because, you know, a lot of players try to wait till they're done with the game to try to get into things. And it's so important to why you're still playing to keep yourself relevant and make these build these relationships with people outside. And it's funny you say that because when I tore my ACL in 2009, I was still doing stuff in Atlanta, but I did an internship at the NFL office in New York hmm. that year. So hmm. it goes to, yeah. to, to show people that football is great, sports are great, but there's other walks of life as well. And when things are taken away from you, there is other, there are other answers. You just got to tap into them. That's that's facts, and I love this conversation because me too. Especially like for you know pro athletes or people who are trying to build generational wealth, right? And like just another side note, not everybody knows this, but I work in a multifamily office called AWM Capital, right? So we you know we help athletes and founders think about like how do you actually like build wealth and take care of your family and your children and your children's children. And it's the idea that Harry's talking about of it's more than just what you do physically as a football player. Yes, you hit the lottery or the jackpot, whatever, you make it to the NFL. But NFL, as we all know, stands for not for long, right? Mm-hmm. We talked right. Trayvon did, just got injured, right? So like, right. what are you going to do in the times when you're injured? So for me and for Harry, right, Harry was interning at the NFL office. For me, I was speaking. I was writing. I was doing my intellectual thing, right? Let me go back and get my MBA. I was doing that. And then also I was, you know, he talked about the NFL office. He's connected with Roger Goodell, right? Harry, I've seen Harry and, and, and Goodell in uh, Super Bowl stuff. So before Troy Vincent mm-hmm. was in his position, that's back when Troy Vincent was trying to get to where he is right now. Uh-huh. And so I had opportunity to, to, to work in consumer sales, player development, officiating, all these different departments and see how the people in New York, how they viewed things and, and what their outlook was on the game of football in that shield. 
So you see, it's no surprise why. Look where he's at right now, right? Like, play mm-hmm. those, but now all of a sudden, look, look where he's at and what he's doing, right? Look where I'm at, what I'm doing, right? And, Freddie, I, I want to hear more of your story, too. But it's like, it's different pieces to us as humans, right? Wow. So even going back to whether it's like me, right? Like, let the world see you. That was my first book. That came out after an injury, right? Mm-hmm. After all these things. Like, oh, wow, when you... There's another intellectual size, right? Or change starts with you. That was after chaos, right? After George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, right? But all of a sudden, oh, you're not a football player. You are a writer. So you're adding value to you as a human, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not just a football player. You're working at the NFL office. Oh, you're not just ESPN. You're, you know what I mean? X, Y, and Z. And so that kind of builds that, you know, yeah. builds that piece. I'll say this real quick before we turn our attention back to football. The more you can learn about anything and learn about yourself, the better you're going to be. You don't allow what you do to define exactly what kind of person that you want to be or what kind of person you want the people to see. One of the best things I've ever heard about that, Isaiah Thomas said, if you only see me as a basketball player, then I've done a poor job of representing myself. So I always tell people, as much as I love ESPN, it's where I work. It's not who I am, mm-hmm. even though I love being in this space and hanging out with you guys. And, Freddie, I will say this, last thing on this combo. I never let people call me a football player. I would get upset about it. Sam's I'm the a, same way. I, I'm a man yeah. that plays the game of football because I have other attributes to my life that I can connect to and other things that I can do. I never wanted the game of football to define me. Now, I use the game of football to my advantage sure. and built great relationships within the confines of that game, but I never wanted people to say, hey, that's Harry Douglas, the football player. No, that's Harry Douglas, and one of the things that, that he does within his life is play football. Because wow. what happens when you stop? What happens when you're injured, when you retire? Now, all of a sudden, what are you? What are you, or what are you going to do? Being and how you try to figure that out? That can be a very scary proposition for guys who aren't Harry Douglas and Sam Macho. Sam Macho, ESPN football analyst in studio. Great follow on social media at the Sam Macho. Joining Freddie, coming to Harry Douglas and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. We'll have this conversation for another time. because I can't wait to have like a text chain between Sam and Harry to talk about <laughs> different things that can better everybody outside the game of football. But we had the conversation not even – 20, 25 minutes ago, we believe the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the NFL. Where do you stand on that? So I'm, I'm high on that. I'm strong on that. But the Cowboys have looked amazing. And you can say, oh, they played the Jets and there's no Aaron Rodgers. They played the Giants and the Giants aren't very good. But, man, this let's start at the defense. Like, and I get it, Trayvon Diggs out for the season, right? But Deron Bland, he can step up five picks last year, et cetera. Micah Parsons is on a new level. He's on a heater. Yeah, he's on a heater. He's on a heater, and that heater is not getting cool anytime soon. And why is that? What has he been doing? What has this whole team been doing in the offseason? Like, Michael Parsons has been hanging out with his D.C., Dan Quinn. Think about that bond, that relationship. Think about not just with them individually, but every – I'm sure similar in offenses, but in defenses – I played under Vic Fangio my four years when I was with the Bears, and we got better and better and better every year. Now he's a D.C. for the Dolphins, right, 2-0 Dolphins. And by by our fourth year, we were the number one defense. Why is that? Well, sure, we traded for Khalil Mack and we, you know, guys got older and more mature. But also the part of it, too, was we understood the the nuances of the defense better, the ins mm-hmm. and the outs. And so what's happening with this Cowboys defense? Osa Odigazua, he's understanding the nuances. He's training. He said he trained like Aaron Donald this offseason, right? He changed his training habits. He knew what it took to be great in that specific defense, right? Now you add Stephon Gilmore, right? You get Deron Bland to really have to step up. I'm looking at this Cowboys team, and I, I just – I get excited about them because of the defense. Offense, I think they've played well, and mm-hmm. we'll see, right, what Dagda. But that defense, when you see dogs hunt, it's going to be hard. And San Francisco has that's very similar, right? Very sim- But I, I, I'm, I'm looking at them like, man, Micah and, and, and D-Law, like, it's, 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 it's going to be a problem. But, Sam, I got to ask you about Trayvon Diggs because when I'm thinking about the Dallas Cowboys and their schedule and, and games that they're going to play and you look at within their own division – 
when you have the Washington Commanders, right, who have a Jahan Dotson and a Terry McLaurin, when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles who have a A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, what does that injury do to them on that side of things when, you ha- when you're facing a team that has two or maybe three guys that can go get it at the wide receiver position? Yeah, it's like that Beyonce, like irreplaceable. Like, you must not know what I mean. <laughs> I, can have, I mean, like, you must not say, like, like Trayvon is irreplaceable is a strong word because NFL is, is a – I would say a replacement league. Okay. If you want, if we could just bear with me on that, right? People like Peyton Manning gets replaced, right? Aaron Rodgers is getting replaced, right? With Jordan Love, right? Mm-hmm. Drew Brees is getting, I mean, still trying to figure out, but like NFL is a replacement league. It's a league where it's a next man up league. Right. And so my point is this Deron Bland may be that dude. As a rookie, he had five picks. As a rookie, he stepped up. Didn't even play, play he didn't play in five of the first six games, still had five picks. And so mm-hmm. my point is, it will be hard to 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 adjust, but you have to, and your mentality changes. And oh, by the way, Michael Parsons still hunting. Osa is having one of his best seasons so far to start, right? Uh, Demarcus Lawrence is still hunting. All these guys are hunting, and so and then and then hopefully Stephon Gilmore can. Yes, he's going to shut people down, but maybe he can help mentor and help right. guide some of these younger DBs. And so I don't know. I've been on teams at Arizona that year in 2013 when I got hurt, bro. We had like seven or eight guys go on IR. In that in that game alone, we had seven or eight guys get hurt. Wow. We had seven, eight guys going on our starting quarterback gets injured, second quarterback get injured. We made the playoffs. We lost, you know, to Carolina. I think it was that year. I forget who it was, but um, my my yeah, it was there. It was a uh, and I, f- I forget who it was. Long story short, um, we yeah, twenty thirteen we actually did make the playoffs. Ten win se- team didn't make it. Twenty fourteen we lost to the Panthers and Cam Newton. But my point is this: it's going to be difficult. But this is why you go and get Stephon Gilmore in case something mm-hmm. like this happens. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, we're not stuck with a, a second-year player as a starting corner. Great stuff by Sam Acho, ESPN football analyst on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. The Patriots, the Bengals, the Texans, the Broncos, the Chargers, the Vikings, the Bears, the Panthers, and the Cardinals all have this in common. They're all 0-2. Which of those teams, Sam, in your opinion, can ill afford to be 0-3? Because in the history of the NFL, since the Super Bowl era, only six out of 251 teams, 2.4%, have made the playoffs after starting the season 0-3. This one was a little bit tough for me because of the situations that have transpired when it comes to injuries. But my first instinct is the Patriots. It's New England. And you can say, well, okay. well hold on. Well, well, Zach Wilson's starting in, in the Jets, so there's a great opportunity for them to make some noise. But I think the reason you don't want to go 0-3 in this, ma- in this division is that Miami is going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. They're 2-0 and for a reason, putting up crazy points, and their defense is only going to get better with Vic Fangio as these Chubb and these guys kind of get involved in the defense. Uh, the Bills have won the division, what, three, four straight years? Three in a row. Three in a row. Um, Jets, I, I'm not, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be Jets. Jets, <laughs> yeah, they got some, got some concerns. Tell the truth. They got some concerns, <laughs> yeah, man. They got some concerns in New York. And from A to Z, it starts with Zach and Enzo Wilson. Tell the truth. <laughs> they got some concerns. Speak the gospel, Sam. Got some but you don't want it. When an opportunity uh, uh, presents itself, man, I'm not going to say it's, I'm not going to uh, applaud it, but Aaron Rodgers is injured. We thought it was going to be Jets and, and Bills. and my, All of a sudden, there's an opening. But now you're three and oh, oh and three in the hole in the opening? No, no, no. This could be your chance. Who knows what Buffalo is going to be? Right? Buffalo kind of sputtered out towards the end of last season. Buffalo seems a little bit fatigued when you watch them. At least all last year was like this fatigue. And there was so much that happened. Like players, you know, lost loved ones. And there's, you know, storms and, you know, all these things. But that team is a little, could be fatigued. Okay. 
So why, why do you want to go zero and three? Nobody wants to, but like you know, the Panthers. Panthers are you can still say rebuild, whatever you want to call it. Patriots want to win, and there's an opening because Aaron Rodgers is gone. Now, I got I to gotta ask you about this college football because I know you yeah, man. work deeply into that. Right now I'm in Chicago. I'm driving in the morning to South Bend for Ohio State and Notre Dame. And do you think Ohio State will be able to beat Notre Dame for the sixth time in a row? Or will Notre Dame finally beat Ohio State for the first time since 1936? Is it, first, is it since 1936? 1936. Yep. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think your grandparents were alive the last time saying? Notre Dame beat Ohio State. <laughs> Bro. So – my answer is yes. My answer is yes. Okay. I agree. And okay. the reason why, and I hear, I'd love to hear what your opinion is too. Notre Dame's defense is going to be, I think they're going to be fine. They're really athletic. Very athletic, right? Benjamin Morrison is one of their corners. He had two picks in the Clemson game last year, pick six. Like He's, re- he's good. Defense is going to be fine. Um, the addition of Sam Hartman gives them a fighting chance. No pun intended. Intended. Last couple years, Notre Dame's defense has been great. Running game's been solid. No weapons at receiver, no quarterback. This year, they have have that. They have a quarterback who can fit the ball in tight spaces. They have a leader who – they have the confidence to say, man, like, you know, defenses – it's not always like this, but it's like, man, like, you look to the sideline, it's like, man, we ain't got a shot. You know that's a real thing. (laughs) Like, there's not that anymore. Even if you're down, you know, man, we got a guy who can do it. And and, and then on the other side, Kyle McCord – He's been playing better as of late, but there is that inexperience that he has. So you start facing some different looks. Notre Dame does a lot. They do a lot of movement uh, post-snap. Right. You start seeing some looks that you're not used to, right? He was just named the starter. They were still going back him and Devin Brown. They didn't know. So I think I Which think, bothered me, Sam. It really bo- it was bothering why? the hell out of me. Why? Because the fact that they were going back and forth between two guys, because it was two games ago, I'm watching it, and Cal McCourt would have a good drive. And then they would put Devin Brown in, and he's wearing number 33. So I'm saying to myself, why in the hell is a running back a playing quarterback? <laughs> That's why he was bothered. <laughs> but then it, I, I thought it was messing up chemistry. But then when they started to just started leaning more towards Cal McCord, you see uh, Emeka Ibuka start to get going. You see Marvin Harrison Jr. start to get going. That running game. But that's my thing for this game for Notre Dame. Mm. If they can stop the run, and that was an integral piece of Ohio State winning the game last year because they were able to lean on Maya Williams and Travion mm-hmm. Henderson. Right. If they can stop the run and put everything on Cal McCord, I believe more in Sam Hartman right now than I do Cal McCord. I agree with that. And that's such a great point because we think about Ohio State, we think about all these receivers, right? Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Now you got Marvin Harrison Jr., Emeka Abuka. But this team is successful when they are two-dimensional. Yep. When yep. they can downhill running attack. Bingo. That's where they are. And like Notre Dame is getting that way now. They want to be run the ball then play action. But this Ohio State team, as soon as you okay, we're gonna play deep, keep too high, gonna stop this passing attack downfield. They will just run after Travion Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams, back to back to back to back to back. There's like that's a two-headed monster. So if you can both run the ball and pass the ball, now you, what do you defend? But I think Notre Dame has the ability, mm-hmm. ability to shut down the run. Okay. Now you make him one dimensional. Now all of a sudden it's on McCord to beat you. And if he beats you, he beats you. But I don't think I think that, that Notre Dame is betting that he won't. What could college football look like if Colorado, a twenty one point underdog, upsets Oregon on the road and USC comes to town next week? I mean, it's a party. It's a party. It's a, bro, imagine, imagine, they had Tucci out. They had Lil Wayne with the walkout. Imagine it's gonna be a whole concert. It's gonna, what did Mark Jones say? It's like a BT Awards and, and a game. Oh yeah. Like it's. It, I will. I don't know what. 
there are still haters out there. Um, I mean, haters. Hater, they doubters. keep getting reducing. They they get reduced, but some get louder, right? Because they want the attention to shine. Absolutely. Oh, what's the what's the? Let me say all the. Imagine, like, my my family's Nigerian, right? Imagine, just just imagine <laughs> if 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 God's prime, if God's prime beats Colorado, twenty one point on the Just imagine, eh? If I, it, it it will be, I, I do not even. Just imagine. So just, just imagine. I'm telling you, I will not know what to do with myself. <laughs> because people, people bet money. They will win thousands of, of millions of dollars. Eh? They will win, maybe, maybe one billion dollars will be bet on this game. Just imagine. If you win this game, this coach prime will be a, a super, super, superman. Superstar. Super, 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 super dupai. Whatever. Oh, imagine, dude. Right. If Coach Prime beats Colorado, and with USC coming to town, and then US, and then uh, you go tip for tat, offense for offense. USC ain't got really a defense. Now you got yeah. offense for offense, right? Yeah. One of the top two of the top offenses, right. mm-hmm. and Shadour goes toe to toe with Heisman winner K- Heisman winner Caleb. Just imagine, <laughs> Freddie, <laughs> you're laughing at me. Eh? <laughs> you're laughing at me. It's, it's not a joke. It's oh, not a God. game. It's not a, a video. What is this? A, to, a, a, a Warcraft? A, something like that. They do the dance, the dance move on the game, on the video, this, this uh, Nintendo Switch. Yes. Just imagine what media will look like. Oh, my God. Absolutely. What Colorado. Imagine US, USC. That's Will Ferrell and this uh, super, super movie stuff. <laughs> Bro, it will be nuts. It will be nuts. Oh, I, can, I, I, hope, I hope that happens totally just okay. so I can hear what people talk. Like yeah. all the haters. Let me hear you. Let me hear you. Haters, doubters. Let me just, the doubters now. See what you're doing. Yeah, put it this way. Either way, it's going to be some kind of college football weekend. And if that happens, Sam Hatch will be back here next Friday <laughs> doing that impersonation. By the way, great inspiring talk because Jim Bernard hit us on social media saying, hey, guys. As much as I love hearing Sam talk about football, we need more of that inspiring talk. So kudos to you. Big ups to you, my man. Keep up the great work, Sam. No, I will. Yes, and, and even for Jim and anybody else, like, y'all want to le- learn more. We Fred- said it already. Freddie, follow me on social media yep. at the Sam Macho, where yep. I try to share some stuff. Yep. And go check out my books, right? Go to sammacho.com. You can go to – or just go to Amazon, right? Let the world see you. Change starts with you. Mm-hmm. I-, I love speaking yeah. and being on TV, but it's hard because I can't, I can't really connect with people. Right. And so I feel like – this book is more of a way to connect and inspire, right? Some that's of these fantastic. books. Have, so that's the whole point of me writing them, even the stuff I do with athletes, even stuff I do when I speak. Like, so yeah, just let the world see you. How to be real in a world full of fakes is my first book. And then Change Starts With You, Following Your Fire to Heal a Broken World. The same stuff that Freddie and I, are, or Freddie and Harry and I are talking about, stuff I write about. So stuff yeah. people, you know, want to connect social media, go get the books and mm-hmm. decided to be back on with you guys more. Yeah, we'll do it next yes, week. Sir. Awesome, awesome. Appreciate you, Sam. Thank Appreciate you so much. Yes, fantastic stuff by Sam Acho. ESPN football analyst, like we mentioned, great follow on social media at the Sam Macho. He'll join us each and every Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern time during the football season. He was here thanks to Traeger. Traeger is awesome. Let me tell you why. This side, enjoy the one-of-a-kind wood-fired flavor on a Traeger Ironwood XL from the Home Depot. Sam Acho mentioned he played in the National Football League. Justin Fields, I think he still plays in the NFL for the Chicago Bears, a quarterback. What kind of Justin Fields, after all that conversation on Wednesday and Thursday, could we see on Sunday? Keep it here on Freddie and Harry. This is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It is Love Friday, the Freddie and Harry Douglas aversion going for you and coming towards your way. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. Don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. It's okay to get your groove on with the football Friday happening. Those two things can go together unless you're Daniel Jones and the New York Giants. In 15 minutes, somebody believes that the Giants groove with him should never have happened in the first place that comes your way in about 15 minutes. And it was a different kind of groove, and not in a good way, for Justin Fields this week with the Chicago Bears. At least for today, Harry, there's been no communicado from the Bears. Quarterback not talking, GM not talking, OC offense coordinator not talking, head coach not talking. So at least they're trying to get on the same page. They try to not go 0-3, but then you got the big bad wolf coming in known as Patrick Holmes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I can't wait to see what this is going to look like after all that conversation regarding Justin Fields this week in Chicago. Yeah, me too, Freddie. I'm in Chicago right now. I should have went over to the to the complex and, and asked everybody what was going on. Justin, what are we going to do? What you going to do, my man? But it, it, as far as him, like, moving forward, I think he just need, need, needs to play, fo- need to play football, man. Okay. Like, you you grew up doing doing what you loved. And it's just a game, right? From the moment you first touched the football to the moment now. And I think the most important thing is that you enjoy what you're doing. You're having fun playing this game and you're not overthinking and you be the playmaker and the dynamic guy that you know you are. And I think that's what we're going to be able to see on Sunday. Now, the challenge is, is that the best thing about the Kansas City Chiefs right now, Freddie, is their defense. Absolutely. And Chris Jones is back. And you're going to see that man coverage on the back end. You're going to see blitzes from defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo. He's going to put you in uncomfortable positions at the quarterback position. So how are you going to be able to fare up after all the noise that we had this week between Justin Fields, between Luke Getze, between Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, everything that we've heard so far up until this point, how is, how, not just Justin Fields, though, but how, how is this team going to come out and respond 
when you've had a lot of noise going on throughout the week. By the way, you can let us know what you think about Justin Fields. What kind of Justin Fields you think you're going to see on Sunday after all that conversation and everybody not being on the same page? Let Freddie and Harry know at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. What kind of Justin Fields do you think we're going to see with a Kansas City defense that's playing like an elite defense after the first two weeks at eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six? I'm glad you mentioned about how Justin Fields has to be carefree. Can't worry about overthinking things. Just play to your instincts. Be the kind of guy we thought we were going to see by this point in his NFL career. The same kind of guy we saw at The Ohio State University. The two years he was able to play there and become a first-team All-American Heisman Trophy candidate. You can also apply that to his offense coordinator, Lou Getze. I get it. Lou Getze, you got to follow the orders of the head coach, Matt Eberflus. Matt Eberflus wants things to be done a certain way. That seems to be what I'm receiving from the outside looking in when it comes to the Chicago Bears. But if you're Lou Getze, you got to figure out exactly, I know what my guy does best. I've got to put that into play. If the coach has a problem with it, then this is never, ever, ever going to go on the same track the way that we want it to. you gotta, you got to gym there, in my opinion, when it comes to Justin Fields. And you're taking that diamond and you're making the coal right now for the Chicago Bears. Whatever he has that ability to do, if you're Lou Getze, you got to call plays carefree too to help out your quarterback. You know exactly what he can and cannot do. You didn't just get there on Monday after a headhunter firm made sure you could be the offensive coordinator of Chicago Bears. You've been there for more than a minute. You know what makes him go and what does not make the offense go. You got to be as carefree calling play, calling plays, excuse me, to help out your quarterback. The same way that Justin Fields had to be the same way playing quarterback for the Bears on Sunday. And I also think this game is the national game, I believe, this week. Anytime, so, anytime Kansas City's playing, they're the national so, game. So th- there's going to be a microscope also on Luke Getze. Not just Luke Getze, but Justin Fields. So if you're the offensive coordinator like Getze is, you want to make sure that you're playing to your quarterback's strength. You, you want to make sure you're putting your offense in the best positions to be successful. Everyone's going to be watching you now because of this, whatever you want to call it, Justin Fields saying what he said and everyone else decided they, they had to talk and, you know, give their two cents about it. The microscope is going to be on you even more now. because, And I would say even pressure. Okay. Because when you're looking at next year, and I understand that Matt Eberflus and this coaching staff is probably going to be there, but if I'm not going to sit up here and say it's 100%, 100% guarantee. Okay. If you can't show that you can put your players in the best positions uh, to be successful as a coaching staff, why would I want you there next year when we're probably going to draft if you move on from Justin Fields when you're going to draft another quarterback? Why would I want you to do that to that guy if I see you can't do it with this guy? It's a fair point you raise. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us and Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio because there's going to be a fall guy if it doesn't work. And it's not going to be Matt Eberflus, the head coach. It's not going to be Luke Getz, the offensive coordinator. It's going to be Justin Fields. It's going to be him. Anything that goes right, they're going to be all in. The minute something continues to go and continue sideways, they're going to make sure that the guy that's being thrown on the sword is going to be Justin Fields. I don't know if I can see him losing his job because I still think there's too much talent there despite what's gone on this week, despite what he had to say, what everybody else has been saying. There's enough talent there that he can be a potential bargaining chip. If you believe he can't be the guy in Chicago, there's going to be a team out there that wants him. But if it goes the other way, if it continues to stay the other way, Matt Eberflus is not going to take responsibility. Lou Getzey is not going to take responsibility. They may say it, but they're not going to. 
that's going to fall at the feet and on the head of Justin Fields as far as I'm concerned. And you can only imagine when you get behind those closed doors with the owner and the general manager. Yeah, that's another things conversation. Things that the coaches are probably saying. I had an opportunity to be on the different side of things, right, when mm-hmm. I did my internship. And I, and I thank the Atlanta Falcons and Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot. And just being able to see the dynamics and the, 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 the way things are handled behind closed doors in meeting rooms, out there on the football field. It was eye-opening for me. What was the one thing that really opened your eyes? One specific thing. You don't have to name names. don't have to name the team. But one thing when you saw that, when you were part of the NFL office as part of that internship slash job shadowing, as you called it, when you saw that or experienced that, you said, what made you say, oh, my God, I can't believe that goes on in the NFL? Um, I won't say, oh, my God, this goes on in the NFL. I would say this. After every game, you know, the coaching staff, a lot of times they do meet with the owner. And they don't hold anything back. Really? But I tell players, you can't get upset about that because that's your DNA and that's what you're putting on the football field. And I, this is why I respected my receiver coach, Terry Rabisky, so much because everything he said to us in that meeting room, he was going to say in those meetings with the general manager and the owner. Okay. So that's why we respected him at a higher level because we knew he wasn't faking the phone. We knew he wasn't going to tell us one thing and then go behind our back and tell the owner and the head coach and the GM another thing. Everything he said to us, and he kept it real at all times, he went in there and said it in their big meetings when they were having their meetings after every game. What, what Justin Fields, do you think we're going to see on Sunday? One that don't give a damn is going to ball out. <laughs> I'm being honest. That's, I, I think Justin Fields is going to. Don't do his thing. We're going to see the, the, the rushing part of Justin Fields. We're going to see the Justin Fields that when he see, uh, see the play right. um, unform, he's going to hit his guys, and he's going to have something to prove. He's going to want to show the world that, hey, you know what? I am that dude. Well, he better because there's a dude on the other side that is that dude when it comes to Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. And if Justin Fields has any kind of slippage, don't think that the Kansas City Chiefs offense is going to continue to struggle like we've seen for the first couple of games, even though they're 1-1 one one heading this game against an 0-2. Chicago Bears team. He is Harry Douglas. Hit him on Twitter at HDouglas83. I am Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. Together we are Freddie and Harry. Let us know who's the best team in the NFL at Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776. We both believe it's the San Francisco 49ers. Do you agree or disagree on who the best team in the NFL is? 888-729-3776. And somebody believes that the New York Giants made a serious, serious financial mistake giving that money to Daniel Jones. Find out who said that next on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com.
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Somebody believes in your Giants messed up their group by paying Daniel Jones a heck of a lot of money this year and next year. On this Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry, you got Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and also on TuneIn. Who is that person? Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. When he was on Greeny with Mike Greenberg early in this Friday, he said Daniel Jones getting $40 million a year from the New York Giants. Big mistake. We're trying to get that sound as soon as we possibly can. Go ahead. When I heard that this morning, Harry, I was stunned that Mike Tannenbaum put that out there, and we're barely three three games into Daniel Jones getting that contract from the Giants. Here it is right now. At $40 million a year, you expect him to elevate the play of those around you because in a cap system, that's a lot of your allocation, and it's not good enough the way he's playing. And if you don't think he can take you to where you want to go, don't pay him $40 million. Keep looking because if you are chasing greatness with Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott and try to win in the NFC, and you don't think Daniel Jones can do that? Like, last night was the reason you signed him. I believe if we're going to pay a guy $40 million a year, you have to go on the road, no left tackle, no running back, no left guard, and find a way to win. And if you don't believe that, take your $40 million and invest it someplace else. What? He said it. No left tackle. Mm-hmm. Not your starting running back. Who else was missing? Keep going. Was it somebody else missing for them? Starting guard. Yep. And, and you're going against a team that's a Super Bowl contender. Yep. With the best roster in the National Football League. And he has to find a way to win. Now, I would say that about a Patrick Mahomes. I would say that about a Jalen Hurts. I would say that about a Joe Burrow. But I'm not going to say sit up here and say that about Daniel Jones. Especially playing against San Francisco on exactly. the road. Exactly. Like that. I, I don't think that highly of Daniel Jones to say, hey, you're you're down your guard, tackle, and star running back, go find a way to win against the San Francisco 49ers. On a short week. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't get that. I don't get that. I, I really don't, Freddie. I'm not going to play devil's advocate. I think Mike Tannenbaum is saying when you have those kind of prices now with quarterbacks, you have to expect them to be superhuman. And Mike Tannenbaum knows in terms of the economics of the NFL, that's the going rate for Daniel Jones now. Yes, Freddie. But that's why RC, I thought Ryan Clark did a great job this morning of going back at Mike T on this subject, well, that's why he's making $40 million a year and not $55 million a year and not $50 million a year, right? Because he is not that dude, and you don't expect that of him. What what he's making $40 right now is really not that expensive when you look at the quarterback position. Mm -hmm. I I know it sounds weird because we're talking about $40 million, but when you see guys making $55 million and $50 million and $51 million, that's that's a big difference. He would have swayed me, Mike Tannenbaum, if he said, if you're going to give Daniel Jones $30 million, then the other $10 million that you were going to give him to go to Saquon Barkley, he would have had me on that one. Because yep. I firmly believe, we know what the NFL running back market looks like. They are not giving long-term contracts, no matter how great Saquon Barkley was, and literally carried this football team on his back, on his shoulders, on his behind to get into the playoffs, and where he was a difference maker 
fully healthy what he was able to do. So if you're saying that, hey, if you're going to give Daniel Jones that kind of money but make sure you have something left over for Saquon Barkley, then I'm with him. But other than that, I'm not buying that about See, the minimum second $40 million. Fred, I hear you, but what's Saquon doing right now? He's on the sideline. Well, he's injured. I mean, I mean you he, can't help the, that. That's the story of his whole career, though, and that's the whole running back. That's the whole story of the running back position, especially with Saquon. That's part of the reason they didn't pay him. Well, are we going to have the same conversation? Because Daniel Jones wasn't exactly healthy his first couple of years in the NFL either. Are we going to have that same conversation? Let's say if Daniel Jones was injured and Saquon Barkley was not, that Saquon Barkley has to overcome short week, no quarterback on the road against San Francisco. It's a different conversation because of the position that they play. 100%. But, I mean, Daniel Jones has been healthier for a longer stretch of time than Saquon has. Well, I I would also rebut that, though, um, DK, and say Daniel Jones has had every opportunity to showcase that he can be the guy and can uplift. Now, I've seen Daniel Jones have a uh, 400-yard game versus New Orleans in the Superdome. I've seen what he did last year versus the Minnesota Vikings, even though I always talk about, you know, that was one of the worst defenses in the National Football League. Right. You, you've seen those flashes. And if I was to sit up here and say, hey, Daniel Jones in a San Francisco 49ers uniform, I think things would look differently as well. Either way, the Giants 1-2. and two. Daniel Jones not going to get sick on Brock anytime soon. If he wants to make Mike Tannenbaum look like a liar, we'll see what he can do in the next couple of weeks. And it won't get easy with Seattle up next and the Miami Dolphins after that. But the Giants, in our opinion, played the best in the NFL last night, losing to the San Francisco 49ers by a count of 30-12. to 49ers are now 3-0. and Where do you stand on who is the best team in the NFL? Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas want to hear from you right now. Freddie and Harry on the Freddie and Harry hotline at 888-729-3776. Dana in Virginia, who is the best team in the NFL and why? Man, hot sauce, Freddie, HD, her. Man, y'all having a ball in the um, today, man. Her talking about lubrication and cursing and also oh. coming on there being a comedian and, and hot sauce. You narrating, you 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 in the controls, man. You handling that thing too, man. You navigating that thing, man. Thank y'all you, having Dana. a ball today. Thank you, the brother. best show for the day, man. I give it to y'all. Appreciate but I'm gonna you. go with this. I don't believe I'm gonna say it. But as of right now, because of their defense, I'm going to lean a little bit more towards the Cowboys because of their defense. San Fran with Brock Purdy, I give them high because I, I like him better than Dak. He, 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 can, he can distribute the ball and do more than Dak to me. But just Dallas defense right now, I'm trying to sound like my boy playmaker Michael Irvin. And <laughs> and with the boy um, – um, with Diggs out now, it's kind of questionable, but sure. I still going to lean a little bit towards Dallas because of their defense. And you'll have to factor that that equation into everything now that Stephon Diggs, their number one corner, a guy that's a ball hawk. Yep, Trayvon Diggs, my bad. Um, th- that You have to factor that into the equation now because that is a dynamic player. That is a playmaker. That is someone who's not going to be on the football field now that made that defense – uh, contribute to that defense being elite, Freddie. One of the things about an elite player like that, especially how elite he had been playing, because people wondered about that coming into the season. Had the league figured out Trayvon Diggs because he had that great rookie season, all those picks, and then it seemed that the chances he was taking last year, Harry, they was able, they saw him pay for that. Not this year. As, as, as terrific as we have about Micah Parsons, that's what Trayvon Diggs was in the back end. For the Dallas Cowboys, by the yep. way, he was just shutting down that whole side of the field the first couple of games of the season for that football team. And that's a luxury to have a guy like that. I know their secondary coach, Joe Witt. 
I was with him at the University of Louisville. Right. And those are the type of players that he loves coaching. He had one when he was at Green Bay with Mike McCarthy. Now he has Trayvon Diggs. On the other side of the best in the NFL, I have what we like to call the defeateds. These teams are 0-2 going into this weekend. <laughs> Which of the defeateds at 0-2 can ill afford to be 0-3? Harry Douglas and Freddie Cohen waiting on that. So keep it here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry podcast.